Hi, and welcome to the Yes Podcast. Here, we share a collection of real stories told by real people who have said, I am yes. I am young enough to serve. We hope these stories and the lessons in them encourage you and challenge you to get involved in kingdom work in your church, neighborhood, and life. Welcome to Yes. Hi, this is Judy Popnow-Wick, and today we're going to be talking about Operation Christmas Child. I would think that probably most listening have seen the shoeboxes around Christmas time that are being filled by people all over, and the boxes are sent to children all over the world. And hopefully you've been a part of that through your church or your company, your school, wherever. And, you know, it's like... Once in a while in your lifetime, something happens that it's like, I never, ever would have pictured this happening. But last year before Christmas, Wes came bounding up the stairs from his home office and he said, Judy, you're not going to believe it. I've been invited to go with Operation Christmas Child on a vision trip to Guyana. And I'm like, I couldn't believe it. I go, oh, that is so cool. And how exciting for you. And you're going, right? And immediately he goes, Judy, you're the one that should be going because I'm a little bit more involved in that ministry within Yes. And so I didn't say anything except for, yes, I would love to go. Please, please. Do you think they'll let me go in in place of you? Well, they did. And the man that I worked with from the Operation Christmas Child office, his name is Carrie Gregory. And just such a gentleman with a big, big heart. And it was just a joy, absolutely, working with him. You're going to get to meet him in a few minutes. But the really cool thing was that Operation Christmas Child, they last year gave out over 11 million gifts, I believe, to children all over the world. And out of that 11 million, there are only 1% to 2% of those gifts that are distributed by Americans going over to these countries. So their biggest focus is training locals and having the locals go out and reach their communities with the love of God through these shoeboxes. And so knowing that it was just like this really small percentage that, you know, are invited to go on a vision trip just made this so incredibly special for me. And I am so excited today for you to meet Carrie. You're going to love him and love the vision of Operation Christmas Child. And I really hope that if you have never been involved in this ministry, that after listening to this today, that you will prayerfully consider how perhaps you can become involved. Hi, so right now you have a chance to meet this wonderful Carrie I was just telling you about. So Carrie is full of energy and life and he was the leader of our team and Operation Christmas Child. So Carrie, welcome to the Yes Podcast. It's a privilege to be with you, Judy. Thank you so much. Well, I would love for you just to tell our listeners, lest there be anyone out there that has never heard of Operation Christmas Child and the amazing ministry that it is, tell us a little background on what this ministry does. Sure. The start of Operation Christmas Child was uh, actually with a couple out of Wales years ago. They were really struck with the situation of uh, of orphans and uh, the terrible conditions of orphanages in Romania. And uh, so they began an effort to uh, to mobilize people to 
pack uh, shoeboxes. And uh, so they initially had reached out, again, in Romania through contact that they were able to make uh, with Franklin Graham at uh, Samaritan's Purse. That was the, the, the first year with Operation Christmas Child and Samaritan's Purse was in 1993. And uh, that year we collected uh, about 28,000 uh, shoebox gifts, a lot of that through the effort of one particular church in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, since then, the project has uh, grown through the years. Uh, we currently celebrate over 135 million shoebox gifts that have been collected. Uh, and our heart really remains, uh, as it has been from very early on, our heart remains that these shoebox gifts would be a tool in the hands of local believers, uh, local churches, to be able to reach out to children and their families uh, to bring the, the message of the gospel. It's through the, the local church. We want to provide a, a tangible expression of God's love, but together with the church worldwide, as our mission statement says, that we want to bring the good news of Jesus. Well, that's one of the things that I found so exciting about this ministry. Like with, yes, we have done packing parties before, so we knew the joy of packing up these shoe boxes and sending them to the Operation Christmas Child Distribution Center. And we knew you can even track the boxes, so we knew where the boxes were going. But I think for me, a light that really went on this year, going on the vision trip, was the intentional way that Operation Christmas Child does discipleship through the local leaders in these countries. So the children aren't just getting a wonderful little shoebox filled with all kinds of goodies, but they actually are being invited to be discipled and become Christ followers. That's what is to me the icing on the cake. Well, and it really has been a part of our history since early on is there, there's been a follow-up component to Operation Christmas Child. We had shared a, a great uh, partnership with the, the Mailbox Club for, for many years. And starting in, I think it was the 2009-2010 Operation Christmas Child season was the first year that we implemented uh, the program that you got to see and that you referred to that called The Greatest Journey. And what we were able to do with the development of the Greatest Journey program is just to continue to expand the number of lessons that we could make available, the number of translations that could be available as well. So, yeah, the, from, uh, for us, I mean, we, we see, of course, the shoebox gifts as just the avenue through which the, the local church is able to, to reach out uh, to share the gospel. They do a children's program whatever, with different things that are culturally appropriate wherever they are in 100-plus countries around the world. Um, and so, and as part of that that program, you know, the children aren't invited to come and get something. They're just invited to a kids program. But as part of that, they pause in the midst of the fun and activity, of course, to to share the gospel. When the when the children receive their shoebox gifts, they receive that as a as a surprise. And there's a gospel booklet which reinforces the message of Jesus that they've uh, that they've heard. But then, yeah, we are inviting these uh, the children to come back to take part in that Greatest Journey program, which is 12 lessons that walks through with them what it means to know Jesus, to walk with Him, and even begin to share their faith in Christ with, uh, with others. And through the equipping of that, through our, the national leadership teams, through the equipping that they're providing for the churches, that these teachers are able to go on. So the 12 lessons are not just tied to that, 
but they're able to continue on in the children's ministry that's begun. And of course, when the children complete the program, there's a certificate that they receive, and even more importantly, there's a New Testament that they receive as well. So we want it to be something that continues to build into their life and establishes them in their relationship with Jesus. Right, right. And I loved it that on our trip to Guyana that we got to actually go and be part of a couple of the greatest journeys. And so we got to see lay people telling these Bible stories to the children. And I remember since we were on the same team, Carrie, the one covered patio area, and we won't even go into that whole story with that precious, uh, I think her name was Babe, that hosted the greatest journey. But to see those children with their hands lifted up, worshiping Jesus, and then quoting scripture verses. I think we were probably like their third or fourth the session that they had had. And here they knew these these memory verses. And, oh, that was just absolutely the highlight of the trip, seeing how the gospel was just growing in these young children. And, and the great encouragement, too, in, in that, and I, I agree, and there's a part of what I, I love is that, again, there's such a great investment in these local churches, those those local leaders. And many of these places, they just have never had an emphasis on children's ministry before. And so, again, through that national leadership team to equip them to implement the Greatest Journey Discipleship Program, of course, they're also, they become even better storytellers. And as they're building into the, to the children, the children are encouraged to take those stories and for them to retell with their uh, friends and, and families. And so, yeah, just all of those things together is, just, is helping to cement the truth of the gospel in relationship with Christ and, uh, and them. And, and they're having a, a tremendous impact in their families, their friends, their, uh, their communities. It's amazing to see, that, again, that evangelism, discipleship, and multiplication. That's a part of all that. And then I didn't even know until I went on the vision trip but that as a result of these children accepting Christ, that in some of these countries, churches have been planted as a result of that, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. I mean, it's not part of our strategy necessarily, but it is something that we see the, the Lord doing, that as there's a, this group of children that have uh, they've been a part of this outreach event, that they are interested in knowing more, and that many of them have placed their, their faith in Christ. And so there's a, sort of a, a groundswell of, of support that suddenly it's like, well, we need to we need to carry on this this work here. And suddenly, uh, in a place where there had been no existing uh, church, you have this group of uh, children coming from an Operation Christmas Child event. And now, again, it's the beginnings of a new church. And of course, then their their parents are impacted by that. And we see even the, the parents want to come and to be a part of the discipleship lesson as well. And so, yeah, we see that happen time and time again, where it, it becomes a community transformation and church planning effort. <laughs> Again, not part of our plan, but what we, we certainly see the Lord doing and working right. in that way in many places. But the, I love that term, community transformation, and just to see that where this, <laughs> again, it's not something that you necessarily started out to plant these churches, but it's like a group of people come to find Jesus, and what do you know? A church's birth. That sounds like something I read in the New Testament a long time ago, so it's just so exciting to be part of, and when, we, when I saw this firsthand, it's like you just want to bundle that up and share that with people on the local level that are, let's backing up now, but doing again what the original calling was of Operation Christmas Child and just packing up these boxes and including the gospel with them. So Carrie, 
If you were talking to, let's hope you are right now on this podcast, but uh, you're talking to adults in their second half and they have some discretionary time, they have some gifts and talents and everything, what could you say to maybe encourage them to explore a little bit more the opportunities with Operation Christmas Child if for whatever reason this isn't being implemented yet at their local church? Sure. Well, I will try not to go on uh, too long with <laughs> with the thoughts and, and ideas about that. But we see, uh, first of all, I, I, I'd be remiss not to say that a, across the scope of Operation Christmas Child volunteers a, around the country, there is an incredible force of uh, people that serve on, on a year-round basis with Operation Christmas Child. They serve in one of uh, five mm-hmm. different ministry areas from community relations, church relations, my area, prayer, logistics, and they are, they're an amazing, like I said, amazing group and committed group of, uh, of folks. And the, the lion's share of that more than 9,000 volunteers uh, are people in, in that stage of life, in that, uh, that, that second half of life, and they pour out amazing uh, energy and enthusiasm and passion to engage, um, again, community groups, uh, churches, media outlets, prayer and then developing logistics, they, they pour out amazing energy to engage people in the opportunity to pack shoeboxes with Operation Christmas Child. So there are volunteer opportunities that it doesn't just happen around you know the November National Collection Week uh, timeframe, uh, but that happens on a year-round uh, basis. So there's those, those opportunities. And, and just on the Within the scope of the of the local church and local groups, I've seen time and time again people that bring a great level of life and, and skill experience that they bring to what they do with Operation Christmas Child. There's a, a lady that I was just speaking with uh, this week, and she was uh, sharing with me. She had she had photos on her phone that she was flipping through for me, mm-hmm. uh, showing me some of the the, uh, the little bags that she makes. Again, very simple, but she's got the skills of uh, the sewing skills and quilting skills to be able to make these little bags that go into Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes. And actually, I know I've shared with you a story uh, about a gentleman uh, who has made handmade toys. Oh, tell that one. That that one's a great one. Tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, uh, Clyde uh, Fogel, uh, the gentleman who uh, lives in uh, Kentucky, uh, he uh, it, this story is even on our uh, Samaritan's Purse website from just a couple, three years ago. And Clyde had contracted a rare form of muscular dystrophy, and he went into early retirement. And uh, he, with spare time on his, on his hands, he ordered um, a, a kit to make 100 wooden toys and donated those uh, to friends who were uh, missionaries. Uh, and I think the, those early folks that he was giving those toys to were uh, missionaries in, in Haiti. And soon he was making more toys than his friends and acquaintances were, were able to use. And he found Operation Christmas Child. And since beginning to, again, bring his skill and ability of making these, uh, these toys, through the years, he's, he's made more than 100,000 uh, toys to donate to Operation wow. Christmas Child. Wow. And so these are, they're used um, in our, our warehouses. They're used in our processing centers in November and December when my boxes are being prepared to go around the world. So if there's a box that's not completely full or something has to be removed as an inappropriate item, we have those kinds of contributions uh, to be able to add to, to the shoe boxes to make sure the box is full and, and complete and an excellent care. So there's that. There's uh, people that, again, with their sewing uh, skills, knitting, crocheting, other, everything from hats to uh, sweaters and scarves. It's amazing what folks can do that can be a part, again, not, not only within their local church, but even on the broader scale that we can even use in our processing center. Oh, 
Well, I remember hearing about a lady up uh, in Northern California who loved making these little knit, and I don't, I don't knit or crochet, so I'm sorry, I don't know the difference. But anyway, she made these little caps for babies and children. And so she had given them to different hospitals, but she just had bags of them. That's just basically what she did most of the day, just made these caps. And so when she found out about Operation Christmas Child, and we connected her with the, the leader up in, in that section, and that leader went over to her house and literally got all these big bags filled with these caps. But she wrote to me and said, now I have purpose for sewing. So now she was really going to go crazy with making them. But she said, thank you for introducing me to Operation Christmas Child. I now have a bigger purpose for what I'm doing with these caps. And so it was like, wow, just to see that, you know, people that do have these gifts carry and how they can use these gifts to help further the kingdom of God is just amazing. And it, and it doesn't even have to be, again, to the tune of hundreds of thousands. I mean, I, I don't right. want to put the pressure on anybody to feel like that they've <laughs> got to produce that level. I mean, even for you know, your local local church's packing packing party, people will make uh, whatever um, amount that they can and have time for, but they'll contribute those to become items for their church's packing party uh, and can contribute in, the, in that way. And again, such a great opportunity to bring together, again, our, our younger generation that needs our older generation um, and what a great opportunity for them to come together to uh, pack boxes together around a gospel-focused project. And so, again, so many, so many great ways that people are able to invest. We work with a ministry called uh, Dress a Girl um, around the world, and they help teach you know younger girls how to sew. But then together, the younger girls with the older women, we can make dresses and send those out in the boxes, you know? So it's like whenever we can do things with the younger generation, that to me is just a win-win for the kingdom. So just Absolutely. love so many aspects. I, I feel like Operation Christmas Child just hits all the, all the cylinders. And I just absolutely love that. So Carrie, what is um maybe another story that you have on where you've seen someone who is again in their second half of life and just getting involved with Operation Christmas Child, you feel like it's been transformational for them. Well, again, I, I use the uh, the example of someone that's uh, is in, investing their skills and their time and uh, being able to provide materials and resources that we can uh, use within Operation Christmas Child and the and those that are serving in a um, in, in a volunteer capacity. Again, I've just I've seen people energized to know that the skills, the gift, and abilities that God has 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 given them. Uh, that they again they just sense a, a call within Operation Christmas Child that this is a significant place of of service and ministry where God can can continue to use them and so they again serving on an whether it's on an area team as a as a volunteer that time and time again I see uh, that again people find that this is a like and I think you referred to this earlier that this is a a calling that. You know, God puts their their hand, <laughs> puts His hand on their heart to say, "This is a significant place of of ministry, and it brings life and energy." Knowing because that investment that they're making that it's not just a symbolic effort, that it's not just a gift for a, a child, but that it's a tool that's supporting our brothers and sisters in, in Christ around the world as they carry the, the the gospel forward. And Carrie, I love how the ministry you put such an emphasis on 
when people are packing these boxes, you put such an emphasis on the amount of prayer that goes into these individual boxes. And I think that working with the area coordinator here in the Santa Cruz County, she really stressed that, that, wow, pray over these boxes because we are trusting God that that's going to go to the child that God wants that to go to. And the stories that have emerged of children that have opened gifts and how that has been incredibly meaningful to them. Uh, One story, if I may be so bold to share, but uh, when we were on our trip to Guyana and we were in three or four teams, and so I was not part of the team that saw this story, but I think Hannah from our group when she went into a classroom of children, you can only concentrate on a couple children, you know, at a time when they're opening their gifts. So you go in and, you know, strike up a conversation with the kids and there were two little girls. And so Hannah noticed that one of the little girls had a a little backpack. And so she said, oh, you have a Dora the Explorer backpack. That is so cool. And you like Dora the Explorer? And the little girl was kind of shy, but I think her girlfriend said, oh, she loves Dora the Explorer so much. In fact, that's her name. Her name is Dora. And so then when Dora opened up her shoebox, there at the very top was a Dora doll. And it's like, okay, now that just, God had his hand on that. Whoever packed that little Dora doll, they were part of a mission that touched a little girl in the jungles of Guyana and just gave her a toy that was going to be an intro to something greater in her life and hearing about Jesus Christ. It is. It's amazing, and and we certainly affirm the the significance of not only the the act of packing the boxes, but especially of committing those to the Lord, because He's the one who oversees the journey of each one, just as you were saying. And you know, we hear of you know, a, a shoebox, and I don't know who would ever even think to do this, but a shoebox that uh, that contained a, a pair of orthopedic shoes that goes to a child in need of orthopedic shoes and exactly that size again it, it, or or the you know a, a, the child who it part of the items in his but this wasn't the only thing in the, in the box but of the items that were in the box were work gloves five pairs of uh, of work gloves well who who puts those in you know in a shoe box well yeah it, the person who listened to what the, the Lord was laying on their heart <laughs> right. because that family their livelihood was uh, was in uh, re- repairing nets and it was exactly what uh, what they what they needed, and uh, so it was a, pro- a provision not only for uh, that that family, but uh, or for the child, but for the family um, as well. So yeah, we hear those those stories time and time again, for which there's no explanation right. other than right. Well, and our daughter-in-law went on a missions trip, and while on that missions trip in Africa, she got to witness some children that had received some gifts, and they were opening them, and a little boy opened these really thick, heavy gloves. And, you know, she said the first thing that came to her mind is like, what the heck, who packed that box, you know? And then the little boy just got so excited and just was jumping up and down, and he goes, this is going to be so great, because he said he carries the boiling water from outside into his house, and he showed them the burn mark that he had on his hand and he said now I'll have these gloves so it's like oh god thank you for caring for that boy in Africa you know and just the perfect gift so again I you know I just can't say enough good about Operation Christmas Child if there's anyone listening and you just want more information obviously you can google Operation Christmas Child and we'll have the the link on our program notes but 
please look into this ministry if this is not something already that your church or your neighborhood or the village where you live, I mean, any group of two or more could absolutely put together some kind of a a packing party and a time of prayer and packing these gifts. So Carrie, in closing, is there just something that you can um, say to just encourage our guest? (laughs) Well, I would I would say uh, just please know uh, our heart and uh, and passion to serve uh, the way that I describe it is Operation Christmas Child just get, gets to be the the hand on the end of the arm that is extending uh, your reach to to, to places uh, around the world and so it is our great desire that we support that heart the desire to reach out uh, to share the message of the gospel with those who need to hear and we talk about. Again, this uh, the amazing numbers of you know over a hundred million children having received a shoebox through uh, the years of the project, and we look forward to even you know this year over probably three million children uh, will be enrolled in the discipleship program just in, in in this year. But but we recognize that of all of those things that we can celebrate and we are grateful for, but that it's it's God's work in the life of one child and one shoebox at a time. And so again, I would just say. That every box, as we said, the Lord oversees the journey of each one, and uh, and He knows the, the the child who will receive it. And every box has the the opportunity and the power to uh, to, to make a difference. And so, I would just encourage people to know uh, again our desire, and will continue to be uh, to to bring the gospel, to serve your heart, to to go to the world in this uh, in this practical way. Uh, the way that we describe it is that again they get a, a tangible expression. Uh, of God's love through a gift that points them to the greatest gift, uh, which is Jesus. Absolutely. You you worded that perfectly. There's nothing else to say other than, Carrie, could you just say a word of prayer for our listeners? Absolutely. Lord, uh, thank you uh, so much that we have the opportunity to, uh, to, to know you and walk with you, that at the perfect time you open our, our hearts and our, our ears to understand and to uh, re- receive the message of the gospel, that at the perfect time uh, that you convinced us of our, our need for, uh, for the Savior. And uh, Jesus, just as you uh, called us to, to yourself in relationship with you, you've given us the gift of eternal life as we simply uh, have accepted it with open hands. And you are then with us and in us to guide us and uh, direct us. You know every one of, of our days, and you're the one who marks out our paths so that we would walk in the good works that you've prepared in advance for us to do. Would you continue to go before my friends who uh, are, are listening to this, continue to go before them to mark out those paths that they would walk in them with joy as uh, they see you work in and, and through them, all the ways that you would call them uh, to serve, uh, whether through Operation Christmas Child and in other, in other ways, uh, again, Lord, that they look uh, to you and they see you use them uh, powerfully. We thank you that we can give all of this to you in our lives on a daily basis is our, our privilege. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Carrie, thanks so much for letting us talk to you and uh, just appreciate your passion and love for Jesus. You just exude his love. And um, I really feel blessed that um, I got to meet you. And I'm excited for my husband to meet you in a couple more months. So thanks, Carrie. Absolutely. Thank you, Judy. Thank you for listening to the Yes Podcast. If you are interested in getting involved with YES or would simply like more information about this ministry, we welcome you to visit our website at yes2serve.org.